Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So this evening, I've got a repeat co-host returning to bless your ears and also bless your eyes on YouTube. <laughs> so this gentleman is, he's been on, I lost track a few times. We'll have to catch up this on the is, show. This is number three. This is number three. There you go. So let's catch you up. In case you newer subscribers, okay? So you got a therapist who's turned entrepreneur with a fine arts and philosophy degree. He guides people though from every walk of life, from MDs to artists to even shoe salesmen. So he's a <laughs> lifelong creative and healer, and he's been lucky to parlay his work with innovators into a brand that features interviews with creatives in diverse fields, including New York Times best-selling authors, my favorite here, Navy SEAL commanders, uh, NPR storytellers, world-renowned healers, top podcasters, Forbes business gurus, and so much more. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, welcome back to the show, Jerry Gara, sir. Thank you so much. And I could use all of that energy because we had a little chat before we got rolling here. And it was me whining about the fact that I was up until about 3 a.m. mixing a show with Navy SEAL Brent Gleason, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. But I had to get up at 5 a.m. So not a whole <laughs> lot of sleep going on. And in terms of like focus and acuity right now, I'm not, I'm not at peak, but well, thank uh, God I bring the energy. So we'll, uh, we'll, well hopefully you can absorb a little over the audio waves and over the internet since we're, we're tied in over Zoom. We're going to Zoom some energy your way. Um, yes. So quick pause on that. It, this is a great example, ladies and gentlemen, that the hustle never dies, but also you have to respect your circadian rhythm. Uh, rest Amen. and recovery is impacted is by that. It is so important. Yeah. Do you not, yeah, yeah, I think the fact that I do push limits like that um, and know where the boundaries are, it reaffirms the value, the value of key concepts like sleep. Yeah. You, you know, there was time periods in my life. I'm sure you've did that, You've had time periods like this too, especially in training where you don't, um, have the benefit of getting sleep, but yet you're still having to perform. I like having choices now of <laughs> when, when I can sleep, um, and being a business owner, I can kind of choose when I sleep. And when I push the boundaries, so. Yeah, I, I will admit, I mean, you and I have talked so many times. I've been on your show. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, Tui Media, T-O-O-W-I-N-E-D-I-A, TuiMedia.com. But we'll get into that. It's funny because you have that SEALs background, right? Like you went through that training and I had the firefighting background. It's why we vibed a little bit a few times. Uh, we might even one day even officially call it a bromance. I'm not sure. So <laughs> I, I kind of feel like it's close. It's close. All we well, need is a dinner. To, to we we, we still got to close the deal. Maybe do a little, maybe a little dinner, you know, yeah. a little scotch or something. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> the point is you've got such a crazy background and crazy history. And yes, you know, I've pushed it. You've pushed it. It's funny you brought that up. I literally had it because I'm finally working on the book. Um, I don't know if I told you that. And so I'm trying to think up new chapters to include because I already had a decent outline. And mm -hmm. you just brought up another one, which I have to figure out now how to call it. But you just triggered something because when you said those long hours, right, having to push the envelope. And we used to work 16-hour shifts on the fire line, you know, in the mountains. And I, can, I literally flashed back when you said that to – it's nightfall. 
Uh, we're doing night burning operations because that's it's safer. The, the sun is not there to help amplify the uh, in the environment and amplify the fire. It's calmer when there's no sun. And the wind, there's no wind. But I remember having to stand there, chainsaw on my shoulder, and you're just staring into the dark. <laughs> right. So the, the fire is behind you. Like the whole, like picture standing on a, actually, we're actually lucky enough to be on a forest oh, road. Yeah. So I'm standing on a dirt forest road yeah. and everything is glowing behind us because yeah. you always turn your back to the fire. It may sound weird to some of the listeners, but you turn your, your, your back to the fire or as we called it, the black. Because once it's done burning, it's black. And you look to the green or you look into the darkness if it's a night operation because you want to look for any embers flying over the road to potentially make sure it's not going to start another fire in that other side of the road. We're trying to hold the line, right? The road is the line. You can't make sure any of that ember wash ignites potential new dangerous fires on the other side. So anyway, I just I, after 16 hours, I remember one time we did, we did, we pulled like a 20 or a 21 hour shift. And it's, I think i actually fell asleep with a chainsaw on my shoulder for a couple <laughs> of split seconds. Right, and then all yeah. of a sudden you feel like, you feel like your balance change and you're like, Whoa, and you catch yourself and you wake up, you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then I remember actually slapping myself in the face to make sure that I got that out of my system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just had, well, first off. <laughs> What a phenomenally cinematic scene you just painted it. I, I want to produce that. Oh, there you go. Secondly, I was having flashbacks like that too. And I like your standing up sleeping story because when I was mixing the, sh I've had two seals on. So I had Mark Devine on and then I had Brent Gleason on. Huge, huge man, by the way. Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mark Devine, I actually was in the same seals class with him. He was in training with I me. I remember you telling me that on the past he show. He that's like so cool to see like how far you guys have like changed, but coming back together. He was a freak show then too. Like I remember <laughs> he, he was big time. So, so when seals come in, you know, like when you're in training, everybody's just kind of sizing each other up, trying to figure out like, yeah, who's the alpha out? or the, right, I mean, to be fair alpha. though, you guys are seals. So, or seal training. So like everybody's an alpha. Well, <laughs> sort of, we were all scared to death, but then there was Mark divine. I remember like, and I talked about this on that show, um, when he came in, there was something different about him. He had a certain readiness that was built in and it turned out nobody knew at the time, but he had years of uh, meditation training and Zen, uh, meditation training, which he brings into his brand now. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you, you would never well, expect outsider looking in until you learn Mark's branding and what he does with seal fit and everything. Never would expect that. Uh, yeah, unless unless you know him, because if you don't know his background, but you've been with him, you get a sense that he's much deeper than just his SEALs training. Um, and that's the benefit of what he brings to the community is he's got a deep skill set in terms of, you know, bringing awareness and consciousness to training rather than just the physicality of it. And he's doing it at a pretty high level now. He's bringing it back to the government. But anyway, what I was going to... Um, a riff on there is your standing up sleeping story. We used to get rewarded in seals by uh, getting a two minute standing nap, <laughs> oh. which was pretty hey cool. Hey guys, go ahead and close your eyes. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it was, it was a huge reward because you were so stupid and silly from cold and um, fatigue because you'd be up for days at a time and it would give you like, here's a 10 minute sleep cycle, you know, like under the boat or, and then, you know, when you're constantly running, and moving, 
Uh, two minutes standing up sleep is a great reward. Yeah, and, and what I was going to point out is when I was mixing those shows and revisiting that time period, I was reflecting on how great it is not to have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a good point. I mean, it, it was a different lifetime or a different lifestyle. Um, a lot of amazing le- lessons learned. And Absolutely. some people who hear those stories that you guys share, it's like, what the heck were you thinking? Um, I've gotten that a few times from the fire stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, dude, you can't knock it till you try it. And yeah, when I, when I, <laughs> and when I do look back, it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great, like, it's a great story. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, do I really ever want to go back and do that again? Probably not. Yeah, I think I would pick like, you know, the Himalayas or something instead. Yeah. Or, you know, like I feel like I should try that. Uh, I forget the first time I ever heard this, but like, you know what? It's like, a, it's actually on one of those entrepreneurial shows. Like, you think up a crazy idea and, and market it. Like, it's like underwater basket weaving. Like, that sounds you challenging. Go. You know, let's throw on some scooby gear and like go try and weave a basket underwater. Uh, Grant, you have the risk of drowning and possible, you know, you know, oxygen issues. But other than that, I mean, sounds way better than having to stand for 20 hours watching a fire line or in your case, uh, <laughs> being rewarded to get like a couple of minutes of shut eye while standing. Like you're not allowed to sit down, yeah. but go ahead and stand up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, also deep respect for people that do take those leaps because it does enrich in you in terms of experience. And, um, there's some intangibles about putting yourself through those kind of challenges that translate later on in life. Well, that's a great point because <clears throat> what you do, you know, for people's brands and how they grow and what I do is diff- maybe different but similar. It's interesting because even to this day, I- I'm interested to hear your feedback. You, you don't realize how those lessons are still blooming in different ways and manifesting in different ways as we progress throughout life. Like you think, Oh, it's already been a couple of years. Like I, I served in 2010 and 2011. So it's like, all right, well it's been seven, eight years, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm still seeing them trigger and release different things. No, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I think we evolve through our, through our biggest trials and it's a lifetime in terms of what they can do for you and what they bring to your life. Um, like, well, for instance, the Navy SEAL thing, I never expected to go back and be interviewing Mark Devine, who happened to me in my class, you know, class 170 in Navy SEALs. And here I was almost 20 years later, a little bit over 20 years later, established a brand, you know, taking leaps in terms of putting myself out there in the media. Um, and I did some research and ran across him. And I, you know, I was like, Hey, I think I know this guy, you know, it's amazing. Like how those relationship, that relationship. And I've seen this repeatedly as a therapist, um, how relationships come full circle and there's bigger processes that move us together. And back to your point, we're always taking those past experiences and, and adding to them and enriching them and growing with them. Um, you know, part of my, my story, which, previous listeners probably know since I've been on the show is I didn't graduate BUDS training. I failed out. So part of my own journey has been resolving some of those, mm-hmm. uh, some of the reflections on that stuff and, and um, making use of it. And well, I, I, I think I believe I have. One of the biggest things I remember us chatting, maybe not word for word, but you know, when you, it's, it's funny, right? When you have really good conversations, this is a great little pause. That's one thing I love about podcasting is um, like the last show I just recorded at the end. I was like, I hope you had fun. Like I normally do. And she's like, 
She's like, yeah, and I will tell you. She's like, I've been doing this for a while. She's like, I was an early podcaster. She's like, you really asked me some really good questions. Like I, because like, again, I don't interview. It's a co-hosting. Like we're having a conversation, right, but right, I, right. I'm actively listening. Yeah. And I'm intrigued and I want to dig into certain things that strike me differently. And so anyway, my point is, it's not a pat on my back, but we're going back to this point is that as you progress and I progress, we're still hearing things differently as we go throughout life. We're still seeing things continuously different. We can connect them back to past experiences and get that deja vu, but they're going to, they're going to manifest differently this year versus last year. Um, mm-hmm. and, and quick rewind for the listeners. <laughs> you, your first episode, I believe was episode 69. It was, um, yeah, April 24th, 2017. We aired it. It was episode 69 up hustle pioneers of insight with Jerry Gara. Then, and actually, what the heck? I got all this technology. Let's do some screen sharing, people, for the YouTube people. There you so, go. <laughs> so there's Jerry back on episode 69, right? Clean cut. Look oh, yeah, me. look at that, because you're rocking the beard I was, today. I, I was straight straight out of corporate right Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm kind of hinting at here, right? Your transition. And right. then you, you fast forward to April this year, literally yeah. almost aired around the same exact day. A hundred episodes later, you're episode 169. Interesting. Little clean cut there. Um, yeah. But doing things differently. There, we're talking about flow state, uh, the growth shitstorm. Remember that? Right. And, yes. and, and QH3 podcast launch. So, like, there, there were shifts from different podcast brandings. You were still transitioning out of your corporate therapy type of stuff you were integrated in with, getting more entrepreneurial. And now we fast forward to today. I mean, since April. I mean, look how much it's, it's that we're recording this, ladies and gentlemen, on October 5th. So, I aired this his last show on April 16th. And I know I recorded it at least a week or two in advance of that. So basically six months later, let's catch up, right? Like what's, what's, what's been going on in just six months, bro. <laughs> a lot, right? Always. This is yeah. why I like, I like, this is why I'm enjoying our reconnections. This, this is, <laughs> I do. I enjoy going on your show because I like that opportunity to reflect back on the, on the process of change in business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the brand, I think what I've gotten clarity on um, first, when I stepped out and this is what we talked about on the first show is the business was going to be around wellness. I didn't really think I would be scaling the media. I end up falling in love with media. Mm-hmm. Right. So then that becomes a premier product in terms of what I'm doing and bringing that, that out there. And it was focused on illustrating people's stories of overcoming challenges, but more importantly, like where people make the leap to where things get easier. So listeners can really get a sense of, you know, what the tools look like for people. And as I've been evolving more and more of the creative aspect of podcasting has really been inspiring me. And you may, may have heard it if you've been listening to my show. Oh so yeah. It's, so it's gone from just purely the, the wellness piece to really allowing people to dig into the life stories. Um, by kind of blending cinematic storytelling, podcasting, and interviewing. So if you're a fan of podcasting, you know, like Gimlet Media puts out narrative storytelling podcasts and things like that, audio cinema. And my brand has been consistently moving towards um, the storytelling aspect. Well, the the um, deep dive interviews is, is the key component, um, but I love producing stories. So the brand has really expanded in terms of just illustrating the different mindsets that people have in overcoming challenges. So it, now it's, it's more about life stories and leaps of innovation. 
So that's been a big shift. Um, I had a cup, I had another show called QH3. That's what we had talked about last time I had relaunched it. And um, that was with basically conversations with people who are on the edge of integrative health and healing. You mm -hmm. know, I was talking with a lot of those people and about six months into it, I realized I don't need to have the second brand because I can incorporate it all into the stories that I'm utilizing on the pioneers of insight. Congrats. If, right. I was like, I drive myself nuts by the way, and because now it's about, it's not, it's not about the type of people. It's about life stories. So that allows me um, kind of carte blanche on uh, people throughout, you know, different professional domains. And I love it. It I was, it was a hard move for me, man. Remember my yeah. tagline for the show is we fuel your health, business and lifestyle. And if you look at marketing one-on-one, you're supposed to niche, right? Yeah. You're supposed yeah. to niche down. The further you yeah. niche down, you know, the yeah. more successful you'll be. And I'm like, well, number one, I'm not launching the podcast to monetize it. So it's not necessarily a business right. per se. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, nobody is talking about these three domains that I'm so passionate about. Yeah. And why not bring on guest co-hosts like you who can play amongst the domains? And yeah. then as I grew the show, it's like, wait a minute, everybody can play amongst these domains. So the cool part of it was great. I got people coming from the business world. I have people coming from the health world. Mm -hmm. I got people coming from like the lifestyle guru, like, you know, meditation world or yogis, whatever world. But in the end, especially if you're online, if you're a lifestyle yogi guru and you're going on a podcast show, you're probably growing your brand. That's more business related, right? Right. So yeah, that's, sure. that's the beauty of what you're at. Get the epiphany now too. It's like, man, like it balances, it, it mm -hmm. needs to be balanced. So I'm excited for you. This is, I, I love it. So, well, I, I think that's a good conversation for us to have. And it's one that we know pretty intimately. Yeah. And I'm sure we've talked about it before, but you know, maybe we can just visit it really quickly. I think it's good because the underlying principle that we didn't tap into that you and I agreed to talk about on this show today, mm -hmm. and we never really pre-programmed the format ever, but I was like, you love talking about giving and giving yeah. back and giving more. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, I've converted my business a year, uh, this past year over to a for purpose business model, trying to hard code a certain percentage to give back. Cause I, I'm always donating and giving back and running charity events, but like hard coding it into my business. My brand yeah. has been a new metamorphosis. So like you and I, yeah. Jones off of that. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's but another part of the transition that I've made too. Yeah. So, so but yeah, let's 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 ball it all up, man. Let's 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 hit it. <laughs> well, well, let me let me just quickly pull that thread of which we were talking about before. That whole notion of niching down. Mm. I think one of the challenges that I had, and maybe other listeners may have had this challenge too, is when you're niching down, when you don't have a real understanding of what you're doing yet, um, it can create even more of a barrier mm. to growth, right? Because um, you're afraid to go, maybe go back outside that bubble, yeah, maybe. You have a rigid idea of what you're supposed to be doing, but you haven't made any contact with what it is that you're best at, what it is that you're inspired to do at a deeper level, because now you've had the repetitions to understand where you really connect and excel and what inspires you. So that whole notion, I think there's some weakness around it um, you, because you end up having to chip away a lot of the crap as you go forward. Hmm. And a lot of the crap that you're moving, you're chipping away, I've found is some of the notions that have been instilled in you from kind of cookie cutter methods from other people that are trying to sell products to show you how to 
create a brand, right? You end up letting go a lot of that in, in terms of your own um, brand development. And it's not that anybody's doing a wrong thing. That's what we all do. We all want to help. We all want to um, make it easier for everybody. But here's what I've discovered. There's no shortcut no. <laughs> to, to creating a business. And it, it takes- Entrepreneurship it, it, 101. <laughs> yeah, right? It takes, it takes intimate experience with what um, with what you're doing, it takes mastery before you really kind of get a sense of what is at the core of what you want to do. And, you know, it's been what only, it's been about two years since I launched my brand. Yeah. It basically took two years for me to get laser focused on where the growing edge is, which is life stories of creatives in every domain. Well, also know? again, phase one or phase or first year or whatever you want to call it. There's, there's also just, Think about it. You started putting in the reps. I still remember all this. Like we were, I remember like, like, yeah, I was motivating you. Like, yeah, go for it. Put in the reps. Keep, keep oh, yeah. setting up the, the, the escape route, right? The transition plan. Yep. And it was a fun conversation because we've all been there. Like I've right. been there. And yeah, it is fun. The, the part of that transformation is that it doesn't matter if you made the right decision or the wrong decision, at least you're making decisions mm -hmm. and you're putting in the reps. This is a yeah. common theme that I, I'm now, it's, it's becoming a new slogan for the show because I, just, I feel as I've, I catch myself saying it all the time now, like just put in the reps. I can't help it. Um, mm -hmm. we, you and I were joking around about burpees before the show. Uh, and then obviously the, uh, the eight format, uh, the, the seal way, the, the, eight, <laughs> the eight count bodybuilder. Yeah, eight count bodybuilder people. Let's pause on that. Well, let's tie this into what we're talking about, right? Because uh, we could tie this together. Okay. Eight, so Don't let's go with your eight count. Why? Why yeah. is the eight count the birth of the burpee? Because back, I think this is the '90s. The burpees didn't exist, right? right? And I think somebody was doing an eight count bodybuilder, likely in the military, mm -hmm. and it was like we can make this shorter <laughs> or speed it up, right? Cycling, yeah. we can speed it up. Yeah. We'll we'll take out the uh, you know the extra steps in here and just make it a little bit quicker. Mm -hmm. I have no idea how it evolved. I should ask uh, Commander Mark Divine on that one. Yeah, he may be. Well, Pardon it's just—it's also really two different forms of training. You're doing pauses, uh, pause intervals, uh, holds, and things of that throughout the different positions to make sure you're hitting every single position. Whereas a burpee is just more fluidic and much faster, so you can cycle it different. So it's going to be different heart conditioning, different you know, all that stuff. Yeah. No, that's um, your skill set. You know, you know exactly what you're talking about. I have yeah. no idea. They're both hard, and the eight count bodybuilders take a little bit longer. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah, like we were yeah. joking around because I, I remember doing them when I was our fire training. Well, when you're not in a fire, that was what we were doing for our PT. And it was, yeah. so, it was so fun to learn that, yes. Uh, <laughs> Did I ever tell you, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna bring us back on track. I got the skill set to do that. We still oh, yeah. have to talk about giving and we're gonna finish up this conversation yeah. that we were having on the branding. But when I was in training, I, I actually got to spin this thing called the wheel of misfortune. So when you do things really bad when you're in SEALs training, there's this giant wheel that looks like you're at the wheel of, uh, what was that that show, the, the wheel game of, show? Wheel, wheel, wheel of Fortune? Fortune? Yeah, Wheel of Fortune. So it's the okay. same thing. They have this big pinwheel that you spin. Okay. It makes the noise tick, 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 tick. But on it is not good things. It's only bad things, right? So I had a, a Can we call them challenging things or they're just definitely bad things? No, they're bad things because you're, <laughs> they're bad things because you, you're, you're constantly being asked to exercise about 18 hours a day and you're constantly in motion. You're averaging like 200 miles 
you know, every three or four days or whatever in terms of running and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. So when you get extra things tacked on, believe me, it's a bad thing. Okay. Uh, but one time I spun it and I had to do 1,500 eight-count bodybuilders. Oh, dear Lord. For Lieutenant Ryan Zinke, who happens to be in the White House under Trump. He was our instructor at the time. Oh, interesting. Interesting story, right? Yeah. All right, so we can leap back. Funny, to, uh, yeah, leap back. Anyway, by the way, did, was, did they give you a time limit, or was just you got to get fifteen hundred of them done? Well, this was at about four in the morning. This is when after we had done a, an exercise where it was like a two mile ocean swim that we had done on a an, a recon exercise, and I'd lost a swim buddy. I thought he had been eaten by a shark. Oh, it turns God. out he he hadn't been eaten by a shark. He got knocked out in the surf zone, and um, that's really bad to lose your swim buddy. So that's yeah. How I got 1,500. Yeah. No, no man left behind. Body. Yeah. Yeah. So Zinke, the way he did it was he just pulled the couch out of his office. <laughs> and uh, he asked me to do the 1,500 eight-count bodybuilders. And he watched me do every one. He didn't fall asleep. His eyes were wide open. Um, oh, he literally laid on the couch, relaxed, yeah, just, and watched you do 1,500 of them. Yeah, like inches away. Yeah. Well, oh was, man, that's some psychological warfare. Wow. Oh wow, yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah it was brutal. So okay. let's go back to yes evolution. So we talked a little bit about the evolution of what it looks like to um, to grow a brand. Yeah, I've been putting in the reps and making mistakes and making mistakes yeah. before you really get a clear notion of what you want to do. I think, and and I don't even think that's a fair way to frame it. You're always, I feel, a good business is always evolving, right? Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of if you want to keep pace with change yourself personally in terms of your own growth, but pace of change. In True, terms you of can't become stagnant. Clients, yeah. Right, and all that stuff. So the second aspect that I've been changing in is the giving piece, like you, you were um, uh, referring to in your own business. I've, That's some um, powerful evolution, right? I think it is, yeah, and I'm not I'm kidding. I'm with you. I'm man. not kidding. I, well, here's the reason I really kind of wanted to make that a major part of our brand. First off, I'm a socially conscious kind of person. Um, I, you know, I want to align with socially conscious businesses and people like you. Mm -hmm. um, but secondly, I think there's a, a tricky life principle that I've come across, which is when there's, when there's growth that's happening, but there's not big leaps that are happening. I found that giving often produces some amazing results I didn't expect. And I'm not doing it for this. And I'm not talking about like, well, I need to give so I can get something really great from life, you know, out of life or no, make I mean, that work. is a side effect. It does come, sure. with, it comes yeah, with the process. It's, it's nice to yeah. want, you know, uh, it's nice to be open to a good out outcome, but I've found that it's been a really good thing when I'm in need of some sort of extra step. And, and I'll give you a clear example of what I'm talking about because I'm not making any freaking sense right no, now. No, <laughs> I'm following you, but for the audience, let's give them an example yeah. of this. So I think because people example. need to understand how valuable this is. Yeah, right. So my business has been steadily growing in terms of brand influence, and there's a lot of people that um, really like the direction and want to get be, become a part of it. But one of the challenges I've had as a business owner is I'm scaling a media brand and there's also a wellness component to what I do. So I work with people on the wellness side, whether that be through coaching or therapy. And I'm really kind of at this phase of my growth, keying in on 
creatives and creative entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So there's been some challenges for me in terms of how I want to price things and what I want to put priorities on as a business owner in terms of pricing models. <clears throat> and I found myself doing this kind of thing, like, well, I'm not sure I want to see this client because they're not at the level that uh, at the, um, the financial target that I'm looking for. Right. Uh, maybe like of, a pricing tier or like that. Like a yeah. pricing tier. Yeah. So I had, I was having to make decisions about, basically stepping forward to be of service to people. And I, and I, and it started to be a grind, I'll be honest. Um, and it was presenting some challenges to me in terms of like just typical things like guilt, you know, mm -hmm. like basic emotions and things like that. So I was having, it was about two, a two month period where I was really trying to figure out if I wanted to, how I wanted to manage that. And I said, you know what I think I'm missing out on right now? Um, and that is just the opportunity to give for giving's sake. Um, because being in the, the business mode, I think I, I find myself constantly assessing what makes sense in terms of the growth of my business. And how do I, how do I stay healthy in that process? Mm -hmm. However, in the middle, there's this, there's this other space, which is forget about the outcome. This isn't about any sort of outcome. Forget about um, the long term. What what can I do right now to be to offer something of, that represents the best of myself? So I re I realized my brand was a little bit selfish. It's hard for me to say, um, but it's true. It's a tug of war uh, that I've had to go through a couple of times. Yeah, yeah in, yeah. in self in, in there's there's a difference between I think selfish and um, um, doing things to, to help yourself. And I found I was yes. kind of moving towards selfish a little bit. Well, you have to, uh, one thing I've learned is uh, there's no such thing as, uh, what's a quote? There's no such thing as a poor uh, uh, a philanthropist. You know, it's like, okay, you want to be giving. Like My whole thing of embracing financial success was always a struggle because I didn't grow up with a lot, you know? And yeah. Yeah, it's me like, too. listen, the more success or financial freedom you can create and it doesn't you know this doesn't mean you have to be a millionaire like you know if you live debt free and you have no bills and you continuously grow your income streams through things that bring you joy that allows you the more flexibility to give back and do more things right, right. so it's this has been part of my growth i'm with you it's um well it's, not, it, it, yeah. it it creates kind of a mousetrap right like it does yeah it, um, so it, I was in that trap a little bit and I, and I basically just took a big breath one day and I'm like, look, forget, just forget about the outcomes, forget about where I'm trying to track financially right now. What can I really do? Um, that's going to allow me to take a breath as not just a business owner, but as a person and, and really create some value for my brand. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I have a son who happens to have down syndrome. I've talked about that before in the show. And I think I, I decided that any revenue that I'm going to make on the media end that I'm going to give 30% of that to launching a peer mentorship program for down syndrome youth. Mm -hmm. So I created a GoFundMe campaign. Um, it's called miracle to me. I joined in on it. Yeah. Yes, you did. You were one of the first people to actually give. And I think I, I was the first, I like being the first. Yeah, you were, <laughs> I think you were the first. Um, and I have, I still haven't done a, uh, uh, a media campaign around it. The concept was just to have a channel that's going to allow people to know that this is 
um, what my business is connected to. We should do a joint Facebook live session. You can do that. I mean, from iPhone to iPhone easily too, but you don't have to be in your office, but you can go Facebook live on each other's feeds. So. Oh, that's cool. I didn't see you. You know the Facebook stuff. I'd yeah. stay away from Facebook. I haven't done much. I know, it. but it's like I have a bigger following on Facebook in my personal friends list than I have likes on my Live the Fuel right. page. Yeah, I can. I can imagine. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so. so let me just let me just finish that up real quick. Yeah. So, thirty three percent of everything that I do in terms of media is going to go towards launching a peer mentorship program for Down syndrome awesome. youth, which is basically putting pairing up. Um, pioneering Down syndrome youth that are out there in jobs and corporates or acting or things like that with the younger um, children that are in the school systems. Because the model right now basically is um, children with Down syndrome youth are paired up with basically adults, typicals, right? And that- Crazy alignment, by the way. They're so different um, from life experiences and such. Yeah, absolutely. So there's no generational bridge. So what I'm trying to do is create a program that allows a generational peer mentorship bridge um, to move forward. And then also to help placement with putting young Down syndrome adults um, and adolescents into mentorship opportunities in real companies with more than just kind of like mascot roles, but there's real packages attached and real rewards and real positions. So that's the big picture vision behind it. And as I go forward from here on out, 33% of everything I make just in the media aspect is going to go through that. See, uh, that's, um, I think, you know, I talked a little bit about it, but I, I, every year, past couple of years, I've gone on to an event called uh, Thrive, Make Money Matter. Uh, yeah. The first year I went was their second year doing it. That was in San Diego the last, this year and last year, they hosted it back in, in Vegas, like they did their very first year. Um, but it's a, powerful event that just brings together world-class entrepreneurs and speakers. And the whole message behind that event is to teach how to make your money matter. It's okay to embrace financial success. There's people there from real estate backgrounds, uh, uh, nutritional, you know, entrepreneurial successful companies to startups. I mean, it doesn't matter. They've Jack Canfield has spoken there, all kinds of other world-class influencers. The long story short is, is that the big theme is bringing people together under the common message of, teaching you that as you grow more successful, if you truly want to push your success through the top and truly want to create limitless opportunity is the sooner you can align yourself to create a for purpose business model, which is what you've done, which is what I've done is it just changes the whole world because now it's like, wait a minute, when you look at your percentages, it's like, Oh, wait a minute. I'm scaled to increase my profits by 50% this year. Well, if you've hard coded, uh, let's say a 10% giving, right? So that means I'm growing my company by 50% and, oh, that means that increases my giving by that 10% ratio. Do the math, right? So it's like, whoa. So you're aligning your success and your growth and it pulls the for purpose right along with it and you're fueling that fire at a whole different uh, psychological level. And when you put that into your branding, it helps people see that, dude, you're a bigger, you're a bigger thinker. This isn't just about profits. It's like, dude, if I get, if I become more successful and I help other people become more successful, we all together are creating more purposeful results along that way. Yeah, and I like what you're saying. It's it's alignment, and I would also call it balance for mm-hmm. me because it's not about putting out a brand that's attached to um, a charitable piece. You know, I don't want to just 
you know, kind of showboat that and make it about that. No. It's more, I know it's really honestly about, I, I think for me, it's about balancing in the business, like business isn't everything in life. It's a, I, for me to move forward, um, to give to, to people, to give to, um, to create opportunities for people to take big leaps in their lives. I, that's really important to me. It's, it's not really about how much, even how much money I'm giving to, to creating a mentorship program. Like I want to create, it's really about just that honest act. Yeah. And, um, and I spend so much time in, in, you know, knee deep in my business and doing what I do that knowing that that's there, it creates a deeper sense of well being for me. And I operate, like you're saying at a different level. Um, and if I can do some good in the process and if everybody could do that, that's great. But I don't expect that out of anybody. You know, it, no, just, it just made, it made sense for me at that, it, at that time. It's funny because I was scared at first, right? It's like, you know, as you're trying to grow and you're doing the metamorphosis, you know, man, it's like you're looking at the dollars and you're looking at the bills yeah. or if you have bills or not, and you're trying to make everything work. And then all of a sudden you make that commitment to saying, well, wait a minute, I'm going to hard code. In the beginning, I only did 1%, right? And then I've increased it like every, you know, six months. I was like, okay, let's, let's, let's go to five, right? Let's go. Master plan is like, wow, with no debt and, you know, financial freedom, like what if, as you've done 33% of just your yeah. media division, like that's a major commitment. Yeah. Um, but that also now allows you more reason to grow success of that division. Cause like, dude, that's, there's a big chunk that can start fueling that fire. And again, once you hard code that percentage away, like I even have a separate online bank account. So when the income hits my primary business account, there's a transfer happening every single week. And that money goes away. I never see it again. It goes into that account until I'm ready to do like a, I actually did a big donation. I, I ran my annual uh, fallen firefighters to uh, honor the hotshots memories from Arizona. I do that workout every single year. And this year, a, uh, a current hotshot, unfortunately had lost his life. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it wasn't even due to the fire per se. It was unfortunately, he was a uh, near a, a, a bad tree in a wilderness situation and part of the tree, they call them widow makers snapped yeah, loose, no, came down, hit him in the head and killed him. Um, yeah, that happens. And he left behind his fiance, not even married yet pregnant with their first child. Mm -hmm. So there's now actually a hot shots association, which I was very excited. They didn't exist when I was doing this. So there's now mm -hmm. a, they've created a worldwide hot shots association and they put out on social media and everything else. I, I cause I, I still follow all the feeds and I was like, Whoa, and I had no, I had no game plan on where the funds this year from the t-shirts I had made and the workouts we did, like, where was it going to go? Mm -hmm. And over the past two years, I started actually supporting local fire departments, the volunteer fire departments. And I normally do that. But when I see something like that pop up, it's real, it's happening. It's totally tied to my purpose. I was like, boom. And then I didn't sell as many shirts as I was hoping to. And I didn't like the funds I raised, but I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I have my for purpose account. Mm. There's hundreds of dollars sitting in that account. Mm -hmm. So did the transfer just jacked the donation up all went right into that, that, that fund that we were putting together great. for the, for his uh, fiance. That's that great. felt so good. Like I have chills and goosebumps right now because it's like, I know you can hear in terms of our conversation, right? It just changed around I, giving. I was like, ah, how? I was but like, okay. I mean, I'm still building this event. It's a small grassroots event. So I was hoping to do better. Okay. You could, yeah. could bad you. That's like, wait, I've got more money sitting here. It's all for this reason. Yeah. yeah. How cool you to be able well, to do that. 
I, I, I don't want to get woo woo, but I'm going to get a little bit. So that comes with it. <laughs> yeah, no. So there's a, the deeper principle that I was alluding to earlier, like there's certain things that you do in life that you can't really make sense of, but you see ma major changes that kind of happen or you use the word manifest yeah. before that, that follow taking acts like this. So one of the things I didn't talk about is managing debt in business, right? And when you're doing that sort of thing, um, it, because I kind of, I, I still consider myself in the startup phase. Mm -hmm. um, I'm here. constantly, and that's, I'm struggling with where money's coming in, where it's going out, trying to find a good balance for that. And this was a, a central part of the conversation about wiring into my business model, giving. Mm -hmm. When I was least, should, when I was in the worst position to be thinking about giving, it's where it came up. And I'm not exactly sure why. I just had insight into what my business was doing and it was all about just the business growing. And I was like, you know what? I'm not in the position to do this. I have more debt than I know what to do with, right? Right now to, to move mm -hmm. to my next stage of growth. But I'm gonna create this anyway. And I'm telling you, Scott, like immediately things began to change yeah. in terms of the quality of clients that were coming in the the quality of guests um, that have been showing up for my brand and you know just a, a million tiny things that I can't really detail in here because I'll be putting people to sleep but yeah. <laughs> there is something to be said and you know kind of the perennial religions kind of have that built into every um, uh, every get giving is part of every perennial religion you know that tithing they call it yeah it's a must I I think there's something to it. Oh, it's, it totally is. What, I mean, I don't care how you, if, whether it's a woo-woo factor, if it's the universe's energy balance, if it's your flow state, if you're into the religions, it's your faith, your religion. I don't care. In the end, it feels good. It feels right. And then you start right. attracting the right people and the right entities who also get that. Well, and, I think it's about relationships. Oh God, yeah. It's what what meaning like a business is just another relationship. So I imagine my business is, uh, you know, a potential partner, mm -hmm. just like a, you know, if it was a marriage. You know, if you're in a marriage, you want a partner that's conscious enough to give, to offer something to give with no expectation of a return. That makes for a good relationship. So I think when you do that in a business, good things happen, just like it would in any other relationship. Um, now if you want me to get into the physics of that, I can't do that. You know, I can't quantify exactly what's happening there, but I have seen results consistently at different points in my life. And, um, at this period, period, uh, it's definitely created a shift. Well, and since we've been talking about it, this is a powerful screen share. We need to be launching here. So there's my little guy. There's yeah. your little guy. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sharing this. So you, if you're hearing this, I don't care if you're not a big YouTuber or not. Go to livethefuel.com, click on this episode once it airs uh, for Jerry Gara, and uh, I'm going to link everything. The GoFundMe page will be linked in the show notes. Um, you can follow him on LinkedIn, too. He shares it in his post there. I'm going to be cross-sharing and tweeting it, but you know he's launched it. It's official. It's not BS. Like You see Jerry there with his son. You got some other pictures of your son. You're launching a GoFundMe. It's, it, it, that, that's right there. The biggest thing is committing, right? I'm putting myself out there. We're going to make it happen. And even if you don't crush it on GoFundMe, the fact that you've hard-coded your business now, it's like... Yeah, this is just kind of a conduit to right. let people know that it's happening. It's another portal if people want to feel like they want to be a part of the same mission. Right. 
Yeah, and, and that's been another thing that I've been um, finding on the other side of this is now that I've taken this step just to make it a reality, um, conversations with other charitable organizations locally have really been um, ramping up and awareness around this is, uh, uh, has been growing, which has been fun. There's a, there's a woman in the West Hartford area where I live in Connecticut that's starting a cafe that's run by all special needs children. Mm-hmm. And Gus, Gus is four now, um, so he can't quite go to work as a waiter yet. But <laughs> He could be um, a go-getter. You never know. No, right. but we're at, basically these conversations of other socially conscious business pe- people are stepping forward. And some of these people are related with um, some of the state organizations here. And so it's some exciting things are happening around it. I'm, I'm excited. Well, and um, um, I had saw you post about this organization up, up by you, the Connecticut Buddy Walk. That was on uh, September 8th. Right. Um, and I, you got Gus's Nomies there. What's that all about? So every year, the families of the, the very lucky parents that have children with uh, Down syndrome all come together for an event called the Buddy Walk. Hmm. And it's a, the state puts it on, and um, it's to raise money and awareness of Down syndrome and to start to promote inclusion in the school systems and, and in the businesses in the state. And basically just to celebrate um, what it's like to be related and to have a family member who has somebody with Down syndrome. I think there's a, the cultural perception around Down syndrome is changing, luckily, it, um, because of this era of media that we're in, that there's been more exposure and people get to see how wonderful people they are. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's happening on a statewide level here in Connecticut with the Buddy Walk. They do great things. And they, we raised, I think they raised over $200,000 this year, which is great. Well, I mean, just, and this is your campaign page, right, for Gus? I yeah, mean, we did. We did. You guys, you guys exceeded your goal. You hit 111%. You set a goal to go at least 1,500, hit the 1,675. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is great, right? Because, like, you got the GoFundMe. But then you went ahead and like again, let's 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 really contribute to these guys, right? And and exceeded your goal because I've done stuff like this for years, like multiple sclerosis cycling events, everything else. And I will say, there's there's such a wide breadth of opportunity to give. So there's really just align with what aligns with you. I mean, if you have a child with Down syndrome, clearly you're probably going to support programs like this. If you have a family member with multiple sclerosis, you're probably going to lean that way. Uh, or you got people like me where. If I got it in the budget, I just and I know people like you. It's like, oh, you know, right. I'll throw a little his way, right. I'll throw a little their right. way, I'll right. I'll spread the love. <laughs> well, it changes things, and I'll go back to the concept of relationships. Yeah. If you have a cause that is dear to your heart, or if it's if it's not even a cause, it's something that you're interested in in terms of promoting the health of community or people or or the planet, whatever it happens to be. When you take a step like that, um, the change. And the subtleties around the changes that happen personally um, I do wonderful things for you in terms of the relationships that, uh, you know, meeting new people, in terms of the way that you're relating to yourself, um, in terms of taking away your focus and attention away from things that might not necessarily be as important. I mean, just everything starts to shift when you make it a reality. And even something as simple as like a GoFundMe page, like you're saying, mm-hmm. I think it's just that principle of seeing um, p- seeing yourself take right actions yeah. that does the wonderful things. I, I got to tell you, I mean, let's, let's tie this directly back to business, right? Let's look at sales and marketing in general. Yeah. I've been in sales a long time, you know, before fire, after fire, I, I help people grow their brands. Now 
I, I still sit down and do business development meetings and close deals for my biggest client. So the biggest thing that I, t I, I coach some of their salespeople on is I don't talk business. Like when I, when I sit down with these buyers and these people that are with these big companies, I'm like, I'm reconnecting on past conversations. Like I'm listening, I'm finding out do any of their kids have any conditions? Do, you know, are, you know, do they like golf or me? Like I'm a mountain biker and a cyclist and a skier. Like I'm looking for common ground, mm -hmm. but also when you do things like this and then they ask in return, like, well, what have you been up to? Well, right. if you don't mind me sharing, I'm ex mm -hmm. seriously excited about this and I'm not asking them to donate. I'm not, it's not right. about that. It's just, right. you have amazing, unique stories that they were not expecting. Yeah, no, I think that's great because what you're talking about is a principle of moving from being in a relationship for a transaction's sake mm. to reciprocation. And there's different, there's a different level of, uh, in terms of a quality of connection that comes from real relationships that are about reciprocation. And that's the power of, of good podcasting too, right? Is this, this act of listening, like we're having yeah. a yeah. two way conversation. Right. That's what the most successful sales professionals out there will coach you on and teach you yeah. is that it yeah. can't be transactional. It can't. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, and it, to bring that briefly to my business, that's been part of the evolution that I've had in my business is even though I'm a therapist and even though I'm a coach and I facilitate groups and workshops and things like that, um, and there's a certain level of service that's wired into it it's still transactional. It still can become transactional when it becomes about the service. Mm -hmm. So with the way I've been evolving in terms of my brand, especially around the media is I've discovered one of the most powerful ways that you can really offer something to somebody is to open up stories. And that's through vulnerable storytelling. Vulnerable storytelling allows people to connect and to share emotionally. And that's a reciprocation process, right? That does wonderful things. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's been kind of, you know, that's, that's been a part of the process, my process of evolution too, is, um, I, and I think we're all kind of hardwired to do the transactional stuff. You know, that's just part of participating in culture, but what you're talking about is kind of bringing wisdom into, um, into business, which is those, that's one of the benefits of this, you know, podcasting. That's one of the benefits of. Um, socially conscious business owners getting out there and sharing messages around what it means to, to create it, value in the world. And you know? it takes people like us sharing that messaging because I had to learn this from other people too, right? It's, yeah. this is, this, I didn't know this in the beginning. And no, nobody I, does it. That's and, the repetition. And you and I are thing. still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm only 47. I'm 48 now. Yeah, I'm, I'm 41. 40. So there you go. Like we're at least, we're in the same decade now. Yeah. <laughs> No, there's a lot of learning to do. Just and and then learning, the learning never stops. I, I had yeah. to remind somebody about this the other day. We, uh, I'm still guilty of every once in a while saying this saying, oh, I'm not perfect, right? I, hate, I, I now hate that statement. Hate's a strong word because there is no such thing as perfection. And no. we need to be making the mistakes, which is how we learn. We need to be yeah. just taking action and surrounding ourselves with people who may know a few more things than we do, right? Yeah. Going back to the proc, your environment and everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and it's, I think so many people create that paralysis by analysis because they're trying to do everything right. And in your, my case, I think we've shared that today is that, um, there is still no perfect action. There's actually perfection in the imperfect actions. You have you know to know what's even, even more bizarre about this. And I love what you're talking about right here is 
I think I've gotten some clarity on this as a coach, you know, working with other people, but also as a, as an independent business owner and just a person who's growing in life Mm -hmm. that one answer for one person is not an answer for another. And that scales on every level in terms of strategies, meaning we don't even know why certain things work for some people. Nope. We have no idea. You can take person from a person, a person, B person, C, they're all doing the same things and getting completely different results. And, you know, we, we have this kind of pattern and culture of creating systems and trying to apply it to each and every person. But there is something magical about living that, that appears to be about learning mm-hmm. that you, you can't just assume that because something works perfectly for one person, it's going to work for another. Why that is, I'm not sure. It appears to be there's kind of like different learning lessons that we all have to manage and all that kind of stuff. It's just pretty interesting thing, I think. And it is. And the people that are seen as the odd people out and the real weirdos are usually the ones creating some of the most drastic shifts and changes in our world today. Well, you think of all look, the look big at Tesla, owners. right? Yeah, Tesla, Airbnb, right? You know, all, it's always the it's always the creative leap, and the creative leap comes from making no assumptions about what's going to work. Yep. From vulnerability, it comes from, you know, not a, that big piece, not assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, it's good to have some rails, the kind of some strategies to start to move with. But I think I've found this in my own business journey, and you've maybe have found the same thing. I don't know. Um, that the rails are just kind of giving you permission to, to lean in mm-hmm. and do the real learning <laughs> because, because everything gets undone and you have to f- create something that's authentic for you that works. Meaning my brand is, is going to suck until it's absolutely authentic to what I'm doing, yeah. right? Like to who I am and what I want to share with the world. And people pick up on that, you okay, know, like, yeah. Yeah. Especially the, especially the, uh, you know, the, the Gen Wires and the, you know, the, the new generations, they, they can pick up on BS like nobody's. Oh, I love the new millennial generation. There's so many people who criticize it. And, that, and obviously that's a big part of my target audience. Cause I think it's our responsibility to give back and help guide them. Uh, and now granted, I, I, I do have to crack on them. Uh, some millennials, not all, some, they, again, guys, you got to put in the work. Okay. You can't just yeah. expect everything to happen. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but that aside, I wonder. I love the fact that, that they. What's that? I wonder about that sometimes, and this is going to sound like really weird from person from a person that came through Navy SEALs and all that kind of stuff. Okay, um, which is, is it always effort that gets you the result? Oh no, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that. I agree with that. It's a very good. I'm glad you. Said I believe that. in good the mindset. I believe in the mindset yes. behind moving through struggle. I believe that does wonderful things in terms of character and perspective and all that kind of stuff. Oh, and that's, that's a good I don't full know circle. Truth. The I millennial don't... generation, their mindsets that they want to do something purposeful, they want to do something greater in the world. That's for a lot that I've met and I know yeah. and I've worked with. I love that because yeah. it's going back to that giving theme, right? But we still need to direct it and they still they still have to be willing to put into work and make the mistakes along the path. And it's okay. Right. Like you might not have the perfect job right now, but at least it's a job, right? We, we might not, you and I might not have started our business if we didn't have the jobby job or the thing to get us to where we're at. And then we started putting in the part-time reps or the part-time side hustles until we could start building the income streams to justify the next big step. Like it's a process. 
Um, and, but I, I, I agree as far as the mindset is huge. Mindset's huge. Uh, the issues with my generation, you know, the Gen X's, the Y's, et cetera, is that there's still so much, I don't want to call it archaic thought. Maybe you got a better way to put it, but generationally things were brought up differently, right? Yeah, no, I think even our generation, Gen X, it's a really strong part of yeah. our message, which is, let's put it into a, an anecdote that everybody can relate to or a saying, um, uh, you know, the struggle is real. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's it. That's Basically, it. Meaning like, <laughs> look, you have to be willing to, to lean in, to fall down and to get up again, um, to be stretched and to grow. Yeah. Yes, that's a, that's one truth, but there's also plenty of people that have managed to click into to pretty powerfully comfortable lifestyles that haven't struggled and maybe didn't have it all. So there's there doesn't appear to be um, one truth in life, which I think is pretty amazing. And and maybe that's what we're learning with this new generation that's coming. Personally, I value people that are willing to like say, here's a wall and I'm going to run through it. I don't care if mm -hmm. it's there. You know, I, I personally can relate to that myself. And um, I think there's great value in that. And I'm also open to seeing that there are other ways of approaching life that produce results. And, you know, I think that's what you hear in terms of a cultural conversation with, uh, you know, Gen Xers and Gen Yers is these kind of differences in terms of opinions on what's the way to do things? Well, you know, right. sometimes letting go of resistance and just waiting, yeah, being patient beauty. and waiting does create some opportunities. <laughs> now, personally, I'm not that guy. No, you know, no. I, I and that. I'm like, no, I, I would rather be moving forward. I'd rather be stretched. I would rather um, have the awareness of understanding what I'm letting go and then waiting for something to come around for a full circle for me to just step into it. True. Yeah. I mean, again, full circle back to the millennials again. I mean, I love the fact that they, it, it seems like there is no limit to their vision and they're, they see the abundance and the capacity and they're growing up in a, in a generation where it, it's, there's, there's such a technological abundance. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, Can you imagine I, what I was excited when I got a pager. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Uh, and they, the only, I think the only profession that still uses pagers to this day is, is the medical field, um, because of the frequencies and all that stuff. It's, but it is amazing how far we've come so fast. Yeah. It is like as a millennial, not even a millennial, you could literally start, there's entrepreneurs, kids that aren't, aren't even legally allowed to do stuff as an entrepreneur, but they're already generating income because their parents are cool. And they've helped make sure they could set up the foundation. These kids oh, are inventing toys. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like so. What, like once you hit eighteen, like you're literally already a multimillionaire. Like how awesome! Yeah, well, is that? these weren't even options. These weren't even in our sphere of thought when you know when we were kids. Like, I was thinking about baseball, and I was thinking about what I was going to be doing when I got out of high school. I, yeah. Like, the idea of being an entrepreneur that was scaling companies and making millions while I was in middle school—that wasn't even on the plate. Yeah, like the. Not, the TV show Shark Tank, and you see these you see these little kids like like oh, not not obviously not as young as your son, but it's like coming on holding hands with their parents, right? And they're they're pitching their company, and the parents are just standing there just in case. Like, well, like, there's a kid, there's a kid <laughs> even in the um, who's a, a Down syndrome young adult. I think he's uh, 19, 19 years old. John Socks, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Like he's got a multi-million dollar brand. He's selling socks for crying out loud. Like yeah. it's, 
It's a different world. And, and I think part of that, you know, to bring the conversation and make it useful for the listener is, you know, I think it's standing on the backs of some of what our older, you know, our, our previous generations have done, mm-hmm. you know, our, our fathers and our mothers, um, they lived in a pretty gritty era, you know, in terms of the, the 50s and the 60s in terms of doing some pretty difficult work. And then, yeah, they were impacted by different social issues that obviously directed their thought processes. So, yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, but to give us the, the opportunity to live basically in an idea economy, which is pretty exciting right now. And, um, I'm oh, and excited. by the way, since this is Down Syndrome Month, boom, it is John's Crazy Socks. There you go. Dot com. Yeah. And right there, they've got a pair of socks right there, the symbolic symbol for Down Syndrome. Uh, sorry, that's autism. My, my bad. Uh, but they have all these different themes of socks. They got breast cancer socks, autism socks, like, and, you know, not just cause socks, but it's cool to see they have socks for, for that are symbol, symbolically tied to different causes. Uh, but anyway, it's just cool. To, and this was like created by a kid and his dad. Uh, and, and well, that's what, that's what I want to do with my mentorship program is, you know, the kids that are the four-year-olds, like I have, I have a son who's four years old. Look, there's a, there's a, a gentleman named John who has Down syndrome, who's established a multi-million dollar sock company. Like he should be the one yeah. reaching out to, to mentor, you know, the children that are moving forward. Yeah. How cool I, is this one? Like Down syndrome, superhero girl socks. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> he's got some cool stuff. He's got some funky stuff. Going I haven't on. been on the site. I'm, I'm going to leave this up for later. I'm going to go dig into this because, um, that's like a new style thing. I've noticed, like I just, I just picked up another new suit, uh, so I can use it for my wedding next year. But it's I have to go pick it up tomorrow, and I was like, oh, you know what? I noticed everybody's wearing like fun socks again. Yeah, so it's I, happening. So I feel like I need to go. I, if I like, if I'm going to spend money, going let's let's full circle this right. I've grown re- much as much respect as possible for four purpose businesses. So I try and spend my money with four purpose businesses. So there's another little hack. Maybe you haven't been able to unlock the percentages yet, but why mm-hmm. not? at least take an extra five, 10 minutes, go online, Google a company and see if there's companies that are tied yeah. to a purpose and mm-hmm. then spend your money with them. Well, they, yeah, no, I think there's value in that because those are people that are, we've talked about the, the principle of building healthy relationships and good relationships. Those are the people that are doing it practically in business and mm-hmm. they're taking steps to really build healthy cultures. Um, uh, our, our brand, both on the media side and also on the wellness side, only works with socially conscious businesses and people. Right. And that was that was a decision by me. And it's been hard. I'll be honest, because there's been people that have come forward that wanted um, media work done. And also, you know, on the coaching side, that the, their, the scope of their business isn't necessarily one that's doing any sort of good for culture or for people that I've had to make decisions on. And I'm not exactly at a place where I, I would like to be in terms of my mark, you know, financially right. and what my five-year plan looks like. But, but what you're saying is, you know, there's, there, it looks like a sacrifice, but it's a short-term sacrifice that I believe pays off because everybody's getting healthier in the process. And that, that will come around hopefully yeah. uh, in terms of the health of my business. Yeah. What do you think I could offer to help your, your listeners here? We've been all over the place. Well, we have, but, but if we, if we, you and I both have done it. I think I would like to say, pat our own backs. We we've, have been really aggressively bringing it back, circling it up, and wrapping them up. 
Um, and, and actually, this is a good timing because we do have to bring this show to a close. But oh, the I think for fi- before we hit the final words like we normally do, um, one thing that I appreciated about you recently did, not just obviously what you've done for your son and, and aligning yourself with a four-purpose model because it is powerful, is that you created this cool little networking circle of mm-hmm. – like overlap of influencers. And obviously not everybody's going to make sense for this, but you're mm-hmm. still growing that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called the story circle. There you go. So let's catch our listeners out. Guys, if you hung out with us this long, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but this is cool. This is cool because even if you're that small part-time hustling entrepreneur that's listening to this show, or you may know somebody that could possibly make sense for this inner circle of influence, this is the power of business, right? Mm-hmm. You can't beat the power of word of mouth. Yeah. It's free sales and marketing 101. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about these inner circles that are created, which you have done. So I just want to give you an opportunity to help educate us on that and maybe yeah. even grow that some more. Well, I, well I, I think it goes back to the concept of relationships. Basically, I, I created a networking model around my... Um, around my media work, I was looking for ways to benefit, not just my growth, but the growth of all those people that I've been associated with. And, you know, of course you want to think things to make sense financially. So what I realized is, you know, my, my show was evolving to reach out to those people that have all overcome some major challenge on the road to success. And in the process become more conscious and more aware of people and just generally more, you know, good people. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond just good, they have real skill sets and the insights to share to really inspire people's growth, both financially, spiritually, and emotionally. So I said, well, why don't I start reaching out to each and every one of these um, people in my network and offer them mentorship opportunities because essentially their businesses are mentor, mentoring other people, whether they would you know, qualify it as that or not, or use that language. Um, or not. So I reach out to every one of the people that I work with and, and they're, they become mentors within uh, the TUI media network, which means that if a listener likes the show and likes the story and it's, I don't know if how many people are here have heard my show. There's no pitches on my show. It's just people sharing their stories, yeah. how they've overcome challenges. But for the listeners that really connect to these people, some of them are New York times, bestsellers. Some of them are coaches that are scaling multi-million dollar brands or they're CEOs with multi-million dollar socially conscious brands or whatever. Um, or people like Scott that are doing wonderful things in terms of the media end, in terms of their skill set with sales. And, yeah. um, and just, or just being a crazy obsessed health and fitness junkie. Or know. artists, you know, or <laughs> artists like, I, you know, I have, I have NPR storytellers and pe- people like that that come forward that are, that have powerful messages to share. So if anybody wants to um, work with these people in terms of mentorships, we have a model where I facilitate a mentorship um, through the media work for the listeners that feel like they could really get something out of it. So everybody wins, basically. Yep. um, You know, I think the underlying principle, and we could probably go out on this, is I feel that I only want to work with people that have have the insights that come through overcoming some major challenge to bring it back to our conversation about um, the, uh, the millennials. I, I really value those people that have the insights in the experience and not just 
a message that's manufactured and saying, here's what I can do for you. No, like here's a real experience. Oh, by the way, I fought forest fires after leaving a very comfortable job in corporate and I survived and I figured out how to scale that into a brand that's helping people um, like Scott. Those are real people that have real tools um, rather than just the message. And I think that's people like divine or like people like Mark divine, you know, like right now and everybody here who's listening to this show is probably perfectly aware of what the business culture looks like. Everybody is aware that story sells, but here's the problem. People are manufacturing stories to sell. Yes. Um, and that it's I, a whole other I, show. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that's the whole key to our brand is like, you know, I'm doing the legwork to really align with authentic people that have overcome legit challenges and and um uh and I'm aligning with those businesses to grow with them. Mm-hmm. We're creating a network that's growing together. And I believe in that. So that's that's the whole story circle model. No, actually, I love that. And that totally fills in our, our whole final words theme because I, you hit it. I mean, it's it, that's the takeaway for the listeners is, at least for Jerry, right? And, and, and Tui Media and, and his podcast and everything else he's doing. And if you're intrigued by this you know, inner circle, you know, reach out. But the, the point here is don't manufacture a story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. If you've, if maybe, maybe you're not former military or a former firefighter, mm-hmm. or that doesn't mean you can't find other people to connect with. It's just at least when you do create your brand, create it, make sure it's your story. Don't, it's your story. don't fabricate it. Be Look, true we've to who all you are. overcome challenges, and it doesn't have to be, you know, like I lost a leg, yeah, um, on a hike, you know, in Alaska. No, it doesn't have to be anything like that. The no. key is aligning to people that relate to who and what you are. And that's what really matters. That's what allows people to grow together. Um, and I think when it's working right, and it's just, it, things go well, um, and it's it's scary. I think it's scary to be honest about your story. It is because that for means everybody, you step up no and matter on. what. Yeah, for it doesn't matter. And I've you know, like you, I've interviewed a lot of people, and I've gotten to hear some harrowing stories, and I've gotten to hear people that don't have major challenge. You know, like wipe out stories but they have stories of overcoming adversity and we all have mm-hmm. the adversity that we need in our lives um but we we all get what we need and being able to share that openly and vulnerably vulnerably is scary for everybody no matter what the challenge is so that does something i'm not sure exactly how that magic works that's one of those kind of um f- physics uh scenarios that i could never answer you know like to quantify but there is some magic that happens when people align through common experience. I agree. Well, listen, hang tight. I want to give you probably goodbye off the air, but ladies and gentlemen, and actually while I'm closing it out for the YouTube watchers, as I close this show out, we're going to do a last share here. Go fund me people. When you go on there, the name of his is actually mentorships for down syndrome youth. Uh, but I'll have this linked in the show notes. It's called uh, miracle to me. Yep. There you go. Miracle to me is in the graphic right there. Miracle yep. to me. So, you know, you could just go to GoFundMe.com and just search for it, but I'll have the link in the show notes because we're good like that. So as I'm closing this out, we'll close out on that screen share because it, this is October 2018, and we are trying to increase. Obviously, October is big for breast cancer awareness too, but Down syndrome is a huge thing to create more awareness on, more knowledge on, and create more support for. So again, ladies and gentlemen, that was Jerry Gara, and 
he is once again another repeat co-host bringing the fuel to the fire fueling your health fueling your business fueling your lifestyle and again if you tied yourself to anything he mentioned today make sure you check him out online follow him on linkedin i'll have everything linked his site everything uh but again we're here to fuel your health, business, lifestyle, people. We did that today. We've got some four-purpose missions going on. If you feel tied to it, go support them. And uh, thanks for tuning in to another Living hey, Fuel Hey, can podcast. I give one pitch before we just totally close it out? Well, yeah, and let me scrap sheen sharing here. Okay, there you go. Boom. Let's hit it out. Let's You can officially close it out. So the, uh, on episode 25, we're making a shift to move to series storytelling, um, which is mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and I'm just going to focus on the life stories of different people. So I'm going to find tech wizards. I'm going to find people that I'm calling beyonders, which are people that are pushing the boundaries on what we believe is possible um, in all areas of culture. So I'm going to be creating series, you know, they could be up to, you know, they're going to be ongoing series that are running. So people will have more control over what they listen to whether if they if they like ceo stories or if they like founder stories if they like adventurers and explorers um so check it out um i'm excited about it it's going to be a big leap for us you got to release a blog article on that so we can understand that even more and that'll draw draw more people to your new content so and again everybody's got different styles some people don't like long format like this show some people want the short quick and skinny so and you break it up into series and it gives you something to get obsessed with so. Well, it's cinematic storytelling. So it's basically like, you know, listening to a um, movie for the years, you know, the show. So I figured that that that's, gives listeners more control. Because there's people out there like who listen to your show. They're just like, I just want to hear the health stuff. <laughs> right? There's occasionally those people that are like, who's this guy, Jerry? And what's he talking about? Um, that, that allows people some choices in terms of what they listen to. There it is. And again, actually... As I close the show out, ladies and gentlemen, I did split that up. So if you ever wanted to go to livethefuel.com and you click on podcast, you'll see that I've actually chunked out all the primary themes. So there's actually a health section, a business section, and a lifestyle section. Yep. So you know I, I'm trying doing. to do the work for you, and uh, I respect it. It's okay. But I don't yeah. care. You better have listened to the show today. So if you last this long, <laughs> thanks again. Follow yeah, Jerry so online. Uh, if you, if you feel like you want to give, please support miracle to me. That's my shout out to you, my loyal listeners. Let's give back. Uh, let's find more purpose in our lives and help others do it along the way. Thanks for tuning in guys. And again, we're fueling your health, business, lifestyle. Talk to you next. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, first off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7s resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brand section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just a quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and E-Pilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lithofuel.com, 
click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously as it says, it's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors I've actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, Please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please, submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content. Take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.